Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. When you get suppliers outside of Alibaba, uh, when it comes to purchase order payment, how do you get trade assurance? In other words, she, she or he is worried about um, how to uh, how to how to get uh, you know assurance that you know they're not going to send a wire and then that you know they're going to get terrible quality or the the supplier is going to walk away or something like that. So the question is, when you get suppliers outside of of Alibaba, when right? It comes so if to you're doing, order, oh, okay, like if you're so, dealing with them direct outside of any type of like ecosystem, and Rotha, I'm not sure. Sorry, <laughs> that, that I'm sorry if I <laughs> if I don't know if you're a man, a man <laughs> or a woman, but uh, that's a that's not a, a name that I've heard before. So I apologize for that. Let me know so next time I can get it right. Rafa is yeah. a woman, okay. <laughs> a beautiful woman. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But um, so uh, the trade assurance thing. So yeah, of course, that is a good, um, a good method to use on Alibaba. But there are plenty of other methods where you have that assurance. So you can definitely pay through, you know, your bank, you can pay through PayPal has different assurances. So there's, there's definitely other methods of, um, of assuring that your payment that you're making. And remember, you're going to do your due diligence with these suppliers. And you're going to, if you're going to Canton, you're going to have a lot less chance of running into somebody who's not right. I mean, think about all these suppliers that are coming to Canton. That's a coveted spot. And they are buying these booths year after year and they have to register and, and everything else. So, I mean, Yes, you still want to do your due diligence. Absolutely. Um, but you also want to make sure that you take care of your contracts, right? That you're, you're doing your NNN agreements with your suppliers and that you're um, spelling out everything in your terms, right? So, uh, so that way, you know, and when you're negotiating your payment terms as well, you know, you're not just going to pay 100% upfront for, for, you know, a large order. You're going to negotiate those payment terms as well. And then you're going to do your due diligence and, um, and you know, make sure that everything is, is good with that. And you're going to feel pretty good by the time you get to, to making a payment. And then, you know, you can, you can use your business bank accounts as well as, you know, PayPal and other methods to protect that, that transfer of money. Yeah, Ratha, when we, uh, when, when we start out with a new manufacturer, new supplier, something like that, um, that was before we had our, 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 you know, the sourcing person that, that lives in and works in China. So we, we don't, we bypass that now, but when you're first starting out and you, and you do want to, um, you know, get products and, and feel safe about it, PayPal is definitely the way to go. Um, what I've found is that if, if they refuse to take PayPal, then you want to move on. Usually if they're not willing to take PayPal, that means that they know that they're, you know, <laughs> that they're, they're, they could be, an, there's going to be an issue down the road and they don't want to deal with it. Um, so I would say definitely PayPal is the way to go. Um, <clears throat> You can also do a hybrid. If somebody doesn't want to do PayPal, they, you know, they refuse. You could say like, okay, I'll give you the deposit this way, but the remainder is going to be in PayPal. In other words, you want to make sure that they have skin in the game to deliver, um, especially when you're when when it's a new um, uh, a new relationship. And then once they prove themselves, now you know, then then you know that's a different story. But uh, definitely, uh, Amy, great suggestion on PayPal. 
Um, and then Harsho is asking, um, 7X is just a product called multiplier. Do you want to explain that a little bit more, Amy, or do you want me to? Sure. Um, so yeah. 7X is basically your cost to make the product before shipping. So you don't, I mean, because shipping is always going to be like a variable you can't really control. And we're going to talk about tariffs uh, <laughs> at our next podcast. So we'll talk about some of those other variables that are, you know, that change kind of uh, rapidly sometimes. But uh, you want to make sure that your cost, you know, packaging everything together, you know, basically ready to ship cost is at 7x. So if I can source that product for $10, I must be able to sell it for 70, seven times that, that um, cost. Right. Yep, exactly. So, and, and that's, that's easy math to do too. You know, <laughs> I like literally take the number and times it by seven. Like we said at a minimum, um, like I said, I do it for, for 10 plus 10 is a nice round number. So it's easy to do it in your head really quick. And the other question that we get often is, well, how do I know what my target price is? And so this kind of goes in with negotiation too. Um, don't be afraid to talk to a supplier about your target price. But when you're doing your product research, look at competitors and see what the pricing is, right? You know, it's okay if you're, if you're doing a premium and you're going to be a little higher than that, but you're not going to go a hundred bucks higher than, you know, your closest competitor, unless you've validated that somebody's going to pay that much for it. But, uh, but bottom line, you're going to take that price and you're going to basically 10 X it and go, okay, you're going to divide it by 10 and go, all right, my target price, I'm aiming for this. And you can talk to suppliers about that. So I was, you know, I'm developing a product and I went in and talked to the supplier and I need, I need it to make it. My target price was a dollar. And, uh, and I told the supplier, I said, I need to make this for a dollar. Like, what can we do? You know? And he's like, Oh, I cannot make that for a dollar. And I'm like, okay, but it doesn't have to be this. Like, what can we do about, you know, materials? So that's another thing that Stephen and I teach is, those variables that you can talk to your supplier about to get to your target price. But that's a great thing to go. When you're sourcing, go in with your target price in mind and walk away if you can't get a 7X. There's a million products out there that you could be sourcing. So walk away if you cannot get a good multiplier on your product. It's just not worth it, right? Now, it's a different story if you're in like, the paper goods industry, right? You're selling toilet paper or a replenishable. Well, then sometimes you can make it up in volume, you know, so you can have a lower multiplier. But if you're selling a, a unique product, you really need to be at that 7x multiplier minimum, especially, you know, Amazon, you're going to want to aim for more like 10. But, um, but let me tell you, our participants were definitely worried about it. And, you know, after we went through all of this training and everything, they all found way more than 7x in some cases. So uh, it's good. It's, and that's a, a negotiation tactic is you can kind of talk to them and say, hey, this is my target price. Can we get there? And that's what I did with a, another product that I was sourcing as well. And they actually showed me a similar product that I didn't even see in their booth. They were like, oh, well, I can't do it on this one. But if this is okay up here, I can do it with this one. And this is a different material. And, you know... So don't be afraid to, to ask, you know, to talk to them about that, about those options. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, Amy. And um, <clears throat> um, if you guys want an easy way to, to figure that out, um, I think, let me check. I'm just checking the URL here real quick. Yeah. So if you go to sellrco.com forward slash Chrome, that's our free Chrome extension. And we actually have a cool option where um, if you do a keyword search, so like an insulated water bottle, um, 
actually, let me share my screen here real quick. So those of you who are here can check it out real quick. Um, so if you can see right here, uh, which screen are, are, do we have my secondary screen, Amy? Can you see yep. the keyword tool? I can see it. Yep. Okay. So if you see here, after you do the keyword search, you go down and you hit get competition. And what, what that'll give you is it'll give you all the average prices for the, that keyword result. So um, here's a really quick, easy, free way to, to figure that out. That's, so that's the average um, uh, for, the, for this competitor, for your competitors, if uh, insulated water bottle coral was your main keyword. And enough of that. <laughs> Just wanted to show you guys that's a, a quick, easy way to, to, to get that, uh, that cost. And it's an average, so it gives you a good kind of uh, point to look at. Um, so Amy, how did, uh, let's go into the, uh, the social and fun aspects. Um, you know, what, what did you do there that was like super fun and, and like maybe really interesting, something that you might not be able to do here or see here. Um, you know, I, I saw that you guys had like some boat rides, like anything that really stood out, um, on the, on the social kind of fun aspect, because I know everybody's going for sourcing, but it's also like this big experience with food and sightseeing and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, let me tell you, I don't know why I was worried about the food in China. Maybe it was all the pictures that Stephen put out there of like durian and weird foods that he was posting in our group. So uh, some of us were like joking around about how we were worried about how we wouldn't find anything to eat there. And a few of our folks were vegetarian. And, you know, so we were all like concerned about like, what could, what's the food going to be like? And, and, uh, and ultimately, oh my gosh, the food was amazing. It was so good. Like I have never tasted better vegetables in my life. Um, and the cool thing about it is everything in China is like family style and they just, um, you know, you order like a bunch of stuff on the menu and they just bring it out as it's ready. So it's different than America where they bring everything out at when it's ready. They bring it out as it's ready and you're hungry and you just eat. And, uh, and so that is, was really fun. And, you know, of course, learning to use chopsticks was fun for some. I've lived in Asia, so I'm, a, I'm pretty good with chopsticks. But, uh, but the food was an experience. The toilets in China are always an experience because you never know if you're going to find a Western toilet. So, you know, we, we watched some fun toilet videos before we left to make sure that, you know, we could figure this out. And, um, and, you know, we, we called them squatty potties while we were there. It was kind of funny. But uh, so that was kind of a fun experience. And just like shopping in China was really fun. Um, we, <laughs> we went to like the knockoff markets and, um, and it's like you get out of the train station and uh, people just start like showing you pictures on their phone and then they lead you to this really sketchy looking area. And it's like in their neighborhood and you walk up the stairs and there's like, you know, knockoff purses and everything else. And that was just fun, right? It was just something different and fun and we didn't die. So that was cool. <laughs> but um, so shopping was really cool. Uh, There's a lot of really fun like shopping areas and, um, and just different things that you don't see in the US, you know, um, and other countries. We had people from Australia and Canada and, you know, all, all kinds of uh, folks on our trip with us. So it was great for everyone to see things from different cultures. And then, you know, we did some, uh, we went on a Pearl River cruise. The Pearl River is the river that is uh, right next to the Canton Fair Complex. You definitely don't want to swim in that water, <laughs> but it is amazing. The boats are all lit up. They have all these lit up boats and you just get on the, the boat and, um, and you just 
cruise the Pearl River and all the buildings are lit up at night. And uh, it's just a beautiful experience. So, uh, you know, all of the sightseeing and everything was really cool. The food of different areas, um, uh, all of that. I was worried about getting around and everything, but really, you know, just a little Google Translate on the phone and taxis are super cheap. I mean, I spent, I was there 20 days and I maybe spent 700 bucks in all my meals and excursions and everything that I did. Uh, so it was really affordable and, um, and really fun. And it just made me super excited. I think after just like the first day of everybody walking into Canton, everybody kind of looked at each other and said, Oh my gosh, I'm coming back. You know, like let's plan our next trip now, you know? So that, that was really, uh, a cool thing. And then, um, you know, as far as like, I, I felt pretty safe while I was there. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't worried about crime or anything. I walked by myself sometimes and, and that was good. And, um, and yeah, oh, water, you can't drink the water there, but there's bottled water everywhere. Uh, bottled water and, uh, like drinking areas where you can get like clean water. So, that wasn't an issue. I don't know anything else we can think of. Yeah, you see, yeah, you went over kind of uh, some of the stuff. It's almost like you're reading my mind, Amy. It's it's very weird. Um, <laughs> it couldn't have nothing to do with our our Airtable that shared and updates in real time. Um, so yeah, clean water was one of the things I was interested about. Um, food, I, I'm guessing too. Like I think I saw a picture with you guys eating like Burger King or something. So there's a lot of Western restaurants. If you if the whole Chinese food thing or or any of the uh, you know uh, if anything's like too spicy or things like I love, you know, you know, me. I grew up in Hawaii. So like, that's you know, another reason why I really need to go to China. Um, you know, I love the Asian culture. I grew up in, in Hawaii. I like love all that kind of, you know, different kinds of food. You know, I've eaten like Filipino food, you know, pretty much the whole gambit. Um, so that, that's something I'd be super excited about. Um, what about like getting uh, like samples back or like products back that you, you know, cause I'm sure like, do, were, could you buy samples like at the booth? Like how did that, that work? Uh, did you set up samples after the fact for them to ship it back to you? Um, any, anything um, like, like how did you handle that part of it or just take pictures and play with it there? Like, <laughs> So the cool thing is you can like uh, most of the suppliers will not give you samples unless you're Steven. I mean, they like <laughs> throw samples at him, you know, just the way he talks to them. But, right. um, but most of them will not give you samples simply because their booze, that's all they have like to show everyone. So most of the time they only have like one or two, so they're not going to give you samples. But uh, the last day of the fair, uh, the last day of that phase, you can actually go. So I reached out to the suppliers that I really wanted samples from. And uh, I was like, hey, can I come back the last day of the fair? Or will you send a sample to my hotel? Um, and a lot of them were like, yeah, stop by. So I, And then some of them will sell you samples the last day of the fair. So I messaged a bunch of them on WeChat because I had all of them on WeChat um, that I had talked to him was interested in. And uh, I just messaged him like the day before the end of phase three. And I'm like, Hey, can I come by tomorrow morning and pick up, you know, uh, a sample. And uh, I bought some really cool samples and then um, others, you know, suppliers just gave them to me. But uh, if you can't get a sample, so there are some times like in the cases of bags where that's it, they just have that one production sample. So they can't give that to you. Um, they'll, they'll send you one later. Um, so they'll just often ask for, um, like your shipping account and they'll just send it out to you. Um, 
So yeah, that's kind of how you work samples. You can definitely go visit that supplier more than once. And uh, it was funny, one of the suppliers that I went back to to get a sample from, uh, (laughs) I noticed other things in his booth that I didn't see because I was so like laser focused on the one product I was interested in. And he had other products. I'm like, oh my gosh, you make these too? This is awesome. So then I got a bunch of other samples from him too. So um, yeah. Okay, I thought of a couple more. Man, they're just they're they're just flying at. Uh, what about um, like getting around? Like, what, like did you have to walk the whole time? Like, did you, were there like a lot of food and resting points along the way? Like, how did that go down? Because I I, w- I would think that uh, I'm like not quite as uh, in my prime uh, <laughs> fitness level that I used to be. You know, I used to have an eight pack. Now I have a keg. So <laughs> how did that how did that work out? Uh. Well, uh, it's, you do have to do a lot of walking at Canton, but there's plenty of places to sit down. There's food halls on every single level. There's a McDonald's, like every, you know, like little McDonald's signs everywhere. Um, so, and then the taxis are super easy to get. You just hail them and, you know, they come and it's cheap, you know, so Really, we didn't have any problems getting around. Um, there's an app called Didi that you can put on your phone, and uh, and it's like the Uber in China. So I I opened up a Chinese bank account and I set up my WeChat. They actually set it up for me right there at the Canton Fair. They have Bank of China right there, so they'll just they'll give you a SIM card. You get a SIM card for your phone from the SIM card provider at the fair. You can um, then you can go down to Bank of China and just bring your passport, open up a Chinese bank account. They'll set up your Alipay and WeChat Pay for you, and then you can you don't even need cash. You can just walk around and just scan because <laughs> they don't really use cash in China. Everybody just scans their phone and and pays for things. So um, and then as far as ordering, even if they had a Chinese menu, most of the places have like picture menus. And you can just point to what you want and they'll, you know, uh, they'll bring it to you. But yeah, so I didn't have any problems getting around and or resting. Like there were times when we were like, hey, let's just go get a cup of coffee and rest and just meet up, you know? Right. Um, So I think you sort of mentioned it. And if you did, I apologize. Um, You know, with with my my mentioned three uh, small children, the sleep is lacking these days. So uh, Molly and I were were kidding about it this morning. Like, did you tell me that like a minute ago? Like, I don't know. I don't remember. It's just like cloudy. Um, how was UWE Market? Um, what was that like? And uh, oh yeah, we went. I don't, to I don't think. Yeah, Iwu. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even pronounce yeah. it. Right. No, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's funny because Stephen's been so many times, and he like he's able to say all these words, and I'm just like. Every time I had to say Guangzhou or Guangzhou or, you know, I was always saying it wrong. And Iwu, I, I was like, where are we going again? What's going on? <laughs> so I totally don't blame you for saying things wrong because these are complicated words, these Chinese yeah. words. That's right. I get to get you back when you start pronouncing Hawaiian words I uh, or Molly does. I, I get her every time. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, but anyway, we went to Iwu Market and Iwu is open all year round. Um, and some gr- groups that go to China, they only go to Iwu Market, which I thought was interesting. But Iwu is a commodities market. We flew there. It's about, I think it's like a couple hour flight uh, from Guangzhou. And um, it was interesting. So our challenge that we gave our participants was, hey, your challenge is to find at least one thing. We knew it was a commodities market. So it's like kind of 
for, if you have a, like a brick and mortar store and you need to fill it up with products, like it was perfect for you because it's huge. It's like city blocks huge. And there's so many, um, suppliers that are there all year round that have their booths constantly. And you can really just easily source things there. Um, but, and, and that's a place where you can go and just make an order right then and there. You know, those are like white label products where you're just throwing your, your, your label on it or you're just selling it as it is already, right? So our challenge to our participants was like, go do a market like this and either find things you can put in a bundle, a unique bundle, because that's a form of a unique product, right? Or um, find a product that you can source at a 7x multiplier that isn't currently available, right? So, and most of them already met that challenge, like the very first, you know, hour or so they were at Iwu. Um, but it was very cool. Uh, and I think that it's something that's good for people that do bundling or people that want, um, you know, just to fill up a store, to scale fast, you know, to sell those Me Too products. Um, I did find a few unique products that I could bundle. And I also found a unique product that isn't on Amazon yet that could possibly meet um, a need like that could possibly meet the need of the product I'm developing. So I wouldn't have to develop it from scratch. I could just sell this one instead. Um, so that's what I found at Ibu. And I actually was able to source that particular, that substitute product I was talking about for uh, almost a 10x. So I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. So most of the stuff we found was very high priced for being an Amazon seller. The margin just wasn't there. Uh, but uh, there were a few gems. And the people that, like I said, that were doing bundling, they found great things at Iwu. So, uh, so there's lots of markets across China that you can visit. And uh, many that are you know there all year round. And then global sources is something in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is only about an hour bus ride away from uh, Guangzhou. So you can go to Hong Kong to the global sources market as well. And um, that one, you know, we, we were trying to really just focus our trip on Canton. Uh, but some people like to also visit those kind of marketplaces. So, um, so yeah, that, those are just some different markets that you can go to and visit in China. And, um, but I think like ultimately Canton is definitely my favorite. So Andy was asking, uh, what is the ballpark budget for the whole trip? Just so I know I need to start saving for and uh, any issues bringing samples back through airport customs. I don't know if Amy, Amy, you probably have a ballpark because you probably, like you said, it was a beta. So you probably are working on version two. Yeah, so we are. We're, um, we're finalizing that right now. Um, and our, our course cost for, um, and this is out on our, uh, the cost is not out on our website yet. But um, the basics is out on Amazing at Home. If you go to amazingathome.com under the Canton Fair experience, you can see everything that's included. Um, the course cost is about $6,900. And we will be opening up early signups with some amazing early signup discounts at the end of May. So that's pretty cool. So you can, can save a bundle if you know you already want to go. So that'll be really awesome. And then our course starts in August because our goal is to fully prep you to um, not just sell on Amazon, but our angle, you know, there's plenty of Amazon groups that go to Canton Fair. But our angle is that we really introduce you to experts. We help you develop unique products and we want you to be able to 
sell to all of retail, the 96% of retail that is not Amazon. So retail is definitely not dead. <laughs> and, uh, and we want to help your, your business get to that point or at least have that option available to you. And right now, that option really isn't available to many Amazon sellers because they just don't have the margin for it. So they come up with these great products and they don't have the margin to get them into, into retail. So, um, but, so that's kind of our, our course angle. We spend two months with you and, um, and then we meet you at the fair and we do a lot of mastermind sessions at the fair. We introduce you to even more experts at the fair. Like we had a Chinese attorney explaining like how you protect your stuff, how you should word an NNN agreement, that kind of stuff. We, Basically, Stephen went after all of the the best experts in the industry, <laughs> and he and all of them were like, "Yeah, we're on board." So, <laughs> so we're really excited to be able to just offer that level of expertise, and um, and some of them may actually join us for our next trip. So uh, that will be really crazy, um, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, definitely. Um, did I answer all those questions? Yeah. Uh, real quick. What does that include? Just, uh, I know we're not trying to, <laughs> it sounds like we're trying to sell you on this. We're not, no. it's, just, it's just, you know, it, Andy asked the question. So, well, of course, of <laughs> course I'm trying to sell you on it because I want you to come with me to China, darn it. And I want to <laughs> your business just like be crazy successful. Yes. But at the same time, what does it include? So that is our whole course. So our course is two months long. We wrote a like 150 page book that you get when you sign up for our course. And then we have 25 hours of training. <laughs> so if you go to our website, it explains all the training. We introduce you to these experts. We help you basically come up with your ideas, understand how to negotiate. Like our negotiation class alone, our participants were, some of our participants were able to get their prices down 40%, 40% just with what we teach them about how to negotiate and everything else. So we prepare you before the fair and then we meet you in China and just take you to that next level. So, um, so yeah, we have a lot of really great, um, inclusions in that of what we're teaching. So definitely just go to the website and check it out and reach out to me if you have any questions. Yeah. So it's, it's all inclusive then, right? Is that the gist of it? No. So as far okay. as they pay for their own travel, like okay. you pay for your right, own right. that's what I mean. Travel, oh, but, yeah. like, but hotels, transfers, like all the experience while you're there, right? Yep. They also pay for their own hotels, but we offer, we have a discounted rate through okay. our partner hotels. So cool. yep. Awesome. And it's, remember people, it, it's, it's like for multiple weeks. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> so what we're doing for this next trip is you can go with us for one, you can go with us for whatever phase you want to go for. So you can go for phase one, you can go for phase two, you can go for phase three, you can go for two, all three, whatever you would like to do. So we're going to have the same like little master mastermind groups for each phase and so whatever phase is your primary phase, we will greet you during that phase and have you, you know, work with us right before that phase starts uh, with the factory tour and everything, and then continue with us through that phase. And then if you decide to stay for, let's say you come for phase two and you decide to stay for phase three, well, you're still going to, you know, you're going to have other people that are there with you for that as well. And we'll still be there. So you don't have to go the whole time. So I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I can't leave for 20 days. That's crazy. 
that's okay. You can just go for, you know, like what the week and a half of, um, of that phase that you're interested in attending. Cool. All right, Amy. Thanks so much. That's uh, like, (laughs) I'm going to have to, what's funny is uh, my son like is super into podcasts, my oldest son. And uh, like the other day I was listening to one of our podcasts just to make sure it like sounds good, you know, all that good stuff. And like, he's like, now when we get in the car, he's like, daddy, put your podcast on. And he like loves listening to it now. So I'm gonna have to go through and and re-listen to this episode with my son because he'll uh, he'll like that. He's also uh, the one who like, literally rich dad poor dad is like he's six and almost you know six and a half years old he's like his favorite thing in the world he like loves rich dad poor dad so I so feel speaking proud. of children you can <laughs> actually um you there are kids at canton fair people bring and now this is not like a super kid-friendly event right but <laughs> right. it's very busy but there were kids there and um and, and kids get in free so you know well everyone gets in free as far as you know registration and everything like that but um but yeah, so you can definitely bring your kids. Like that's not out of the question. We're considering it in the future as well. At least having them like be able to walk the fair for one of the five days. You know how cool would that be for them to see these? Like to go to the toys section during phase two. How cool would that be? You know. So yeah, definitely, uh, it's an option. Talk to the boy about it. See if he's going to come with you to no, camp. I, I don't know. You're brave. That's uh, my son at that fair with toys around sounds like hell. I can barely get him through the store without him being like, I want that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every parent in the world can, can relate to that. So, all right, Amy, cool. Well, uh, does, if anybody has any more questions, please drop them in the comments. If not, we're going to wrap up for today. This was uh, super good. And like, I, I'm not even kidding, Amy, I'm going to go back and re-listen to this so I can catch it all because I, I do pay attention, but I'm also like manning the chat and like doing all that stuff too. So I don't fully get to, to listen to your answers. So I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to it again. There's uh, a lot of good info here. Um, and let's tease with, uh, with what's going on next week. So next uh, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific. Yes. So we are going to have um, a shipping and customs broker come and talk to us about tariffs because everybody is like freaking out about this tariffs thing. So we're going to, you know, um, Carol, one of our listeners was recommended that we have that on our podcast. So I was like, well, I'm going to go find somebody who can talk to us about tariffs. So we're going to talk about that. I'm I'm excited for the debate. Because <laughs> I think I would, as being an Amazon seller, I think I have a differing opinion on like probably most Amazon sellers, but uh, that, that'll be fun. Unfortunately, you know, you, you never want to get into religion or politics, but this one kind of transcends because it's uh, it directly relates to our business. So you kind of like have to talk about it, but uh, that'll, that'll be an interesting episode for sure. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> and uh, as usual, thanks to, to all of our regulars who make it live uh, every week. We really, really appreciate you guys joining us. That's uh, really makes the these episodes kind of unique. I know that there's like a lot of different Amazon podcasts, e-commerce podcasts, things like that. Um, but we really love to do this live. So you feel like this interaction's a little bit uh, different. It's a little more exciting. And, and, you know, because we're answering questions on the fly, I think everybody's learning um, from your questions. So we really, really appreciate you guys. Um, and if you can really, uh, it really helps us. Uh, I saw some new reviews up on, on iTunes. Really appreciate that guys. We're growing really, really quickly, and we really appreciate that. So if you haven't done so yet, we really ask, uh, you know, pretty, pretty please, uh, <laughs> go go leave a, a rating and a review. Um, if you don't want to do that, no problem, but we would also love to get feedback from you guys. Like, the more feedback you give us, the better we can tailor these episodes to what you guys 
uh, want to know. So we, we really, um, you know, so we can really kind of get this, uh, you know, focused on, on what you guys need. Um, we also have kind of two new, I, I kind of mentioned in the beginning, two new kind of, uh, sub episodes. We're doing quick tips and then we're also doing extras. Oh, this is going to be an extra. Um, and then the quick tips are usually like anywhere from like three minutes to like 10 minutes where we're just giving you like either Amazon news, like, you know, terms of service changes, you know, stuff that you guys really need to be aware of. Um, and those will be posted fairly frequently. Um, but you can check those out. Those will be on, um, sellerroundtable.com on the website, uh, and Amy and I's Facebook groups, um, and also, um, on the podcast. So, uh, once again, we really appreciate it guys. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundTable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.